Greetings, and welcome to Ashram's podcast series. Today, Elizabeth Gardner, Manager of Patient Safety and Quality at OB Hospitalist Group, discusses how risk management quality collaboration more efficiently fosters the reduction of patient harm and improves the quality of healthcare delivery, both vital to improved patient safety. Despite the fact that risk and quality collaboration is not a new concept, this collaboration still seems to be underutilized in many hospitals, particularly larger institutions. In the emerging movement of patient safety, risk management and quality are no longer independent arms, but vital contributors to patient safety initiatives. The patient safety movement has gained tremendous momentum in the last 15 to 20 years, from the establishment of the Institute of Healthcare Improvement in 1991, to the release of the OIGs to Air as Human in 1999, to the Joint Commission's National Patient Safety Goals initiated in 2005, and so on, all with the goal of reducing harm and improving the quality of healthcare. This patient safety movement has directly impacted both risk management and quality and their demands and responsibilities. In addition to risk mitigation and service recovery, risk managers have had to become more knowledgeable about risk financing, particularly in those states where physicians have opted to go without medical malpractice insurance, even though the incidence of litigation continues to rise. Risk managers have also had to expand their knowledge base to include compliance. For instance, there are some states where risk managers are licensed with maintaining compliance as part of their job description, and we are seeing increased CMS scrutiny and auditing. There is also increased requirement for reporting of events and developing action plans to reduce future harm. Quality's role has changed as well, and identification of trends needing process improvement is far from their only responsibility. Quality data reporting, driven by the CMS's push for better patient care, has expanded over the last 10 years with direct financial impact to the hospitals or physician practices. In some states, the quality department is expected to report adverse events to the state as opposed to risk management. Peer review frequently falls in the purview of quality as well. Factors such as these increase the demand on risk and quality's time, and these increased demands are rarely met with additional resources, so it makes sense to work together. Both departments are frequently performing parallel investigations and collecting the same data. Quality investigates with the aim of finding opportunities for process improvement with the goal of reducing the event recurrence and increasing adherence to best practice. Risk investigates with the aim of identifying liability exposure and mitigating future loss, which goes hand-in-hand with adherence to best practice. Sharing information whenever possible, without violating protection, enables each department to identify trends more quickly with less effort, to take steps to mitigate future risk and improve processes more rapidly, and to improve patient safety. It also reduces redundancy, improves efficiency, and most likely achieves better results by combining each department's expertise and focus. There are dangers in siloing information as well. An example of siloing information may occur when a patient care policy is created and put in place by quality, one that was developed from a process improvement investigation of events or trends. The danger exists if risk wasn't involved in the development of the policy and doesn't find out about it until the existence of the policy comes out in the discovery phase of litigation. By working together, risk may have helped quality with wording of the policy to avoid unrealistic expectations something that the plaintiff's attorney will gladly use to show that a provider or facility did not meet standard of care or adhere to established policy. Lastly, we all know that budgets are tight in all organizations. 
If risk and quality work together and provide a more comprehensive explanation of the need, there may be better success in achieving organizational buy-in for the new expenditure. I have the advantage in my company in that both quality and risk are under the same department. As the manager of quality and patient safety, I perform both risk and quality analysis with the goal of risk mitigation and increased patient safety. Each of the department members have their own unique areas of expertise. The result is that risk is informed of how quality is impacting the organization and vice versa because it was a joint effort. The department can readily draw on each member's expertise when resolving problems, drafting new policies, or addressing risk mitigation. This combination of risk and quality under the same department is probably also seen in smaller hospitals where resources are more limited than in larger institutions. My company and these smaller hospitals have distinct advantages, one department, one investigation, joint policy development, and the ability to do more with less resources because of the elimination of redundancy and reduction of time needed. So how do you initiate and drive risk and quality collaboration? Number one, determine the amount of regular collaboration you currently have. Is it daily, weekly, never? Establish a schedule of regular meetings with specific agenda items. These agenda items can include such topics as current or ongoing investigations or policy development. Number two, evaluate roles and responsibilities to identify overlap and duplication. And number three, determine what information you can share while still maintaining protection from disclosure. The ultimate goal here when you roll all of these factors up goes back to the big umbrella of patient safety. Risk management and quality collaboration more efficiently fosters the reduction of patient harm and improves the quality of healthcare delivery while providing some necessary relief to the demands of both departments. Thanks for listening. Please visit ashram.org for further information about this topic and more educational offerings.